Good evening and welcome to Teen Connect on WDIY 88.1 FM. I'm your host, Sidham Kandilwal, and today I'd like to focus this segment on the origin and start of everything, education and the youth. The rest of your life, your passions and interests are shaped for the most part and given direction in the first 18 years of your life. The influences and guidance you receive, the lessons you learn and are taught at this age all play a role in the life you lead. It only makes sense to get an insight from someone who has spent their entire professional life working for the Lehigh Valley community. And so, without further ado, I'd like to introduce our guest this evening, Dr. Dean Donaher. Dr. Donaher is the former Director of Student Services of Bethlehem Area School District, former candidate for state representative, current labor liaison for United Way, and Director of TeenWorks United Way. Thank you so much for being here with us today, Dr. Donaher. It's a pleasure, Sid. Thank you for having me. So to start off, could you introduce yourself a little bit about your background and how long you've been working at each of your previous and present jobs? Sure. I moved to Bethlehem when I started ninth grade. I was originally born and raised in Philadelphia, but my dad was from Bethlehem and we moved as a family in 1967 back to Bethlehem. So I'm kind of built by Bethlehem, at least through the high school level. I went to uh, Brockle Junior High at the time and, and then Liberty High School, graduated from Moravian, and then got into business and industry for about 10 years. But in the back of my mind, I always wanted to be a teacher. That was something I had and be in schools. So I eventually transitioned from a, as a job from uh, working in business and industry to education, went back to Moravian College actually and got a second degree, got a degree in mathematics because that was my favorite subject in school was math. So I became a mathematics teacher. From there, got a master's degree at Lehigh in educational administration, started working in administration in the Bethlehem School District, uh, eventually got a doctorate from the University of Pennsylvania, but uh, just kept learning and just loved to learn, but also loved to be in school and working with young adults. So I'm sure most people are wondering, going from one to another, business and industry to education and more, you've had very different jobs in very different fields. Do you think there was an underlying passion of yours in all of this? I think there was always a, a desire to be in education. And even though after I retired from the school district in 2015 and went back to work for United Way of the Greater Lehigh Valley, originally upon my decision to retire, I was asked to run for school board and decided to do that so I could stay involved in public education. So I'm fortunate to be in my second term. The uh, citizens of the district felt uh, that they could trust me with working on the board. And it's been a real pleasure to do that with my other board members who are all volunteers. And the administration of the school district, uh, led by Dr. Roy and Dr. Silva, uh, really enjoy that part of it, seeing it from the other side of the fence, if you will, as opposed to working for the district. But I believe the educational thread that has run through my life has been something that's been a passion since I was very young. Mm -hmm. So when you were a kid, what really caught your interest in education? I think it was having a lot of teachers who cared about me as an individual uh, I, I look back and I see teachers that I had, whether it was in elementary school or whether it was in high school, middle school or junior high at the time, who really had a passion for seeing me succeed. And I think that gave me the impression and the desire to do the same for others, to make sure that I could take the investment that they made in me as a young adult 
and transition that into an investment into our future with the young adults that I came in contact with as a teacher and as an administrator, and even now as a school board member. So in, out of all of these jobs that you've had, which one do you think you enjoyed the most? That's a good question. Uh, obviously, it's going to be one of my jobs that I had in the school district. And I really think the one where I had the most fun was being a building level administrator, whether it was an assistant principal at Freedom, I uh, was an assistant principal at Liberty for a year. I actually had a job where I was an assistant at both schools at the same time. Oh, wow. I'd spend one day at Liberty and one day at Freedom, one day at Liberty, one day at Freedom. <laughs> and then eventually being principal of Liberty High School, I, just the the relationships you have with the faculty, with the staff, with everyone there, the students, the parents, and even the administration at central office uh, really made the job something that, as they say, if you do what you enjoy, you won't work a day in your life. And I really felt those years were the best years that I could have ever imagined or hoped for. Uh, it, got out of, it got me out of bed every morning. And that's mm-hmm. what you know, people now say, you know, we'll get you up in the morning. Going to school and, and working with young adults and working with teachers who are passionate about helping students become everything they can be was what got me up in the morning. So I see a pretty clear pattern of education. How did state representative fit into this? That's a good question as well. Uh, I think I was really concerned about doing what I could at the state level to ensure the proper funding of public education. Mm -hmm. I saw at the time that we were really starting to face some struggles. And I just thought that would be an opportunity perhaps to get involved at the state level to help public education recover because we had been, some cuts had been made in prior administrations and we really needed to make sure that we solidified public education. And I thought that would be a good way to try and do it by being a state representative. Do you think there was maybe a problem that students weren't being empowered like you had hoped they would be? Empowered to have a say in their own future. Yeah, I think we need to make sure that we offer students as many options and opportunities as we can, Uh, whether that's for continued education beyond high school, whether it's in a collegiate setting, whether it's in a training session, whether it's in a vocational, whether it's through an apprenticeship program in a, a labor union, whatever we can do to make sure that those options are there Uh, We seem to be pushing it down further and further. So now, obviously, students can go to high school. I know at at Liberty and Freedom and a number of our public schools, you can go and get college credit while you're still in high school. Mm -hmm. And that's an option that didn't exist when I went to high school. It was strictly you, you just went to high school and that was it. Now, there are a lot of options for kids and even some of our labor unions They've incorporated their apprenticeship program into like the vocational technical school, at which I'm a member of the joint operating committee of the VOTEC as part of my duties as a school board member in Bethlehem. So we want to make sure that every option is available for a student and we want to give them flexibility. So it's not once you make a decision when you're a ninth grader that you're going to go this path that, well, that's it, you're locked in. And if you change your mind, well, too bad. No, we have to have options. We have to have flexibility so students can make those choices and make a decision later on to say, well, I've changed my mind. I either want to get into a trade or I want to get out of a trade and go into a college. We have to prepare them so that they are able to make those changes on the fly. Mm -hmm. And I think we've done a good job, again, with the leadership of uh, the school district in Bethlehem. I think we've done a good job with that. So my dad actually personally talks about this all the time. 
And when he was, he, he grew up in India, where starting in ninth grade, you kind of had to pick and there was no flexibility like onwards from there. So what do you think have been the biggest changes that give students that flexibility now? I think in opening up choice for students, especially in the levels of academic support, whether it's, you know, if you're in the AP class or you're in the honors class or you're in the general, you know, what we call college prep, I think giving some flexibility for students to shine in the area that they're really good at and if they struggle in another area to provide the supports. We really do need to support students in every way we can. But giving them exposure, and unfortunately, a lot of our students today don't get that exposure. We have kids coming into our classrooms that maybe haven't seen much of outside of Bethlehem or even the neighborhood they grew up in. They don't realize it. I often give the example of students that say, oh, I want to be an athlete. I want to, I want to, I'm going to be the next Michael Jordan. I'm going to be the next Tom Brady because they want to be in sports. But they don't realize that you can have a life in sports but not be an athlete. Right. You can be an agent, you can deal with the field, you know, the grass that they grow and get into that field. There's so many ways for you to be involved in an area that is your passion besides what we tend to think of that we see in the newspaper. And I think it's that opportunity to give kids the flexibility to say, well, yeah, you want to be involved in sports. Look at all these opportunities. You want to be involved in the legal side. Maybe you want to be a lawyer. But, you know, there's other options within that field besides just being a lawyer. Or if you want to be a doctor, you want to deal with the public health. You know, you don't have to be a doctor. You can be a nurse, a doctor. You can be an administrator. You can do so many different things in so many different fields. Giving kids that information so that they feel confident that they can do that and giving them that exposure. So onto the topic of like providing teenagers and the youth more opportunities, you've been leading the TeenWorks group for some time now. Could you tell us a little bit more about that? TeenWorks is an affinity group of the United Way of the Greater Lehigh Valley. And by that, it's funded through donations that people make to United Way earmarked for TeenWorks. It's a collaboration of organized labor and teens. On our board, we have teens from the Lehigh, greater Lehigh Valley area, so different high schools. We have them from middle schools. We actually like to get students involved in TeenWorks as young as, you know, fifth and sixth grade. And we've got our current chair, Mavianis from Emmaus. She's been a member since she was in fourth grade. And that's awesome because it we teach leadership skills. We try to make sure that students get an opportunity to do leadership, to show that they can be involved but the basic tenor of the group is to meet once a month, and we have adults, we have labor leaders. You have to be an adult board member. You have to either be a current or retired union member, and the teens. And then we accept, the board accepts, grant requests from other teens in the Lehigh Valley who are doing community service projects. And those community service projects, we will fund up to $1,000, but we don't fund the whole project. The student has to have as they say, some skin in the game, either through raising money themselves, through getting discounts at a store for right. whatever it is they want to do. And as long as they can meet those criteria and they are doing it here in the greater Lehigh Valley and the board sees it as a benefit to the community, uh, we try and fund as many of those projects as we can. So what are a couple examples of projects that TeenWorks has given funding for? Well, just recently, this past month, we uh, approved a project for, I think it's the mountain, the horse rescue farm, where Eagle Scout, we get a lot of Eagle Scout projects, 
this young man's going to build four feeding areas, which are, they look like a well, if you can imagine a well that would be full of hay, because I didn't realize it, but he explained to us that when animals walk on the hay, they won't eat it. So there's a lot of, of their food that goes to waste because they walk on it. He's building three of them, one for horses, one for goats, and one for smaller animals, so they have a chance to do that. Uh, yourself, you have a, a great project you're currently working on that uh, you called Bloomerang, which is a great word. I've, I've mentioned it to many people, and they're, they really love the term because you're taking flowers that would otherwise be left to die, whether they're result of a wedding or a funeral or some other uh, a birthday party, and you're repurposing them into other vases and other arrangements, and then you're taking them to a senior citizen's home, to a hospital, for them to give to whoever they think might need a little pick-me-up and a little boost. And I think that's awesome that you're doing something like that to give a little joy back to our community. So we run the gamut. You know, kids build things, but they also do service as well. That's a, it's a really nice way of going back to what your original goal was in education to empower the youth and providing opportunities for them. So for all the teens listening, how does one become a part of TeenWorks? The best way would be to email me, and we can make that email hopefully available. It's my first name, Dean, D-E-A-N, the first initial of my last name, D. So it's D-E-A-N-D at United Way. GLV stands for Greater Lehigh Valley, but unitedwayglv.org. Send me an email. Tell me your interest. I will send an email back with the board application. It's a short application. It's not long. It's not hard to fill out. It's one page and you just get that back to me and I will take it. We'll have a conversation. If you have a resume, that's great. You can send that along with it. And then that goes before the board for review. And then we would see whether or not you would be accepted to the TeamWorks board. That's really nice. We're going to take a short break. This is Dr. Donaher on Teen Connect, and we'll be right back. Thank you to the members of WDIY for making all of our programming possible. Becoming a member is the best way to support your listening and to ensure we'll be here for the next person in our community to discover. The many choices and real voices you hear every day would not be here without your support. Make your membership gift today by calling 610-694-8100 or at WDIY.org. I'm Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We do in-depth, long-form interviews with journalists who explain the news of the day and the people behind the best of pop culture. Join me weekdays at noon on WDIY 88.1, your trusted Lehigh Valley NPR member station since 1995. Welcome back to Teen Connect. This is your host, Tom Condillwell, and I'm talking today with Dr. Dean Donaher. Before the break, we were talking about TeenWorks, and to recap that for a second, I just wanted to ask you, what value do you think these teen service projects bring to the community? It's a good question, Sid. I think it's twofold. One is for the lack of a better term, you know, the product that the teen does when they do their community service project. So if it's, you know, doing those feeding stations for the animals that are being rescued, or whether it's building a collection center at a church, or it's filling 
joy maker bags for people that are having a tough time of it right now and, and, and are being distributed or like your bloomerang, you know, the flowers are being distributed. It's to help those folks. But I also believe that it has a great impact on the team that's doing the work and not necessarily always focused on the outcome, but what they're giving and what they're learning as they do it. And especially with our younger children, whether those are middle school students that are doing community service projects through their school, or whether it's you know an individual that's doing a community service project, they're learning to give back to their community. And sometimes you look at the result of the project and you go, well, you know, it affects one or two or 20 people or 30 people. It's also affecting that person that did it. And mm -hmm. I think that's the lasting hope that we have for the Teamworks project and right. the Teamworks program is that it helps the person doing the project as well as the people that are receiving the benefits of what that project uh, created. So I personally know that a majority of my grade and lots of teens that I know of do community service just to meet the requirements for school. Is there anything you'd like to say to possibly motivate teenagers to do more community service with the right intentions and attitude? When I worked for the school district in Bethlehem as director of student services, one of my responsibilities was to oversee the Bethlehem area school district's requirement for community service. And you're exactly right. A lot of students just do it to get it done and they don't really put any effort into it. But I really think they miss an opportunity, an opportunity to grow socially, emotionally, but also professionally. Uh, if you have an idea of what you would like to do when you get out of high school and you know, the statistics, you know, people change majors, they change jobs, whatever the case may be. I think it's important that students get out there into the real world and see what it's like. Now, maybe for a student whose parent is a professional and they say, oh, I want to be, my dad's a lawyer. I want to be a lawyer. My mom's a doctor. I want to be a doctor. <laughs> yeah. But if you don't have that opportunity to see firsthand what it is that that person does, I think the community service route is an excellent way for a student to see at a nonprofit or someplace they can volunteer to see what does it mean to be a nonprofit leader? You know, what does it mean to be someone who works at a United Way? If you volunteer to do community service projects through you know, a place like United Way, you might be able to get a better idea and talk to people. And that's communicating. Go out there, volunteer somewhere where you think maybe it's not where you want to work, but it's the kind of work you would like to do. And talk to the people that are there. Ask about their background. Ask how they got where they are. And use that to make better decisions as to what mm -hmm. you want to do. Because unfortunately, a lot of students we're finding out are wasting a lot of money going to school, getting degrees that they're not going to use, or they make a decision and then they decide to change and it takes them five, six years to graduate. And they, you know, it's not cheap to go to college. Right. And that's why community college and some of the other opportunities that you have to gain college credit are important, but only if you have a clear focus. And it is important for you to experiment and to see different things in different fields, but that through community service, you can do that very cheaply. It doesn't cost you a lot. So I'd like to take you back to your days at Bethlehem Area School District for a second. What involvements did students have with the Bethlehem School Board? Well, we do have two students, one from Liberty, one from Freedom, who are our student representatives to the board. And they're important. I know they're not elected. They're you know 
selected either through a process at their home school. But they're important because they keep us in tune to what's going on. And, and sometimes it's perfunctory people. Oh, they give a report. Yeah, they give a report, but the board members listen to that report. Right. They want to know what's going on. They want to know the successes. And, and students focus on that, which is, well, they should, because a lot of times the problems that kids have make it to the newspaper. And that, that, that's not always the true reflection of what kids are doing in school today. Right. And sometimes the bad things make the headlines and the good things go unnoticed. So we like to hear from the students at the school, what's going on? What's coming up? If we have an opportunity as board members to attend an event or to be there, Liberty Freedom football games coming up on Saturday is an important time for the community of Bethlehem. So we really do appreciate their involvement we have students approach the board at a courtesy of the floor, and they express their views on things that may have happened at their school or that they see happening in the district. And again, communicating and giving more knowledge to the board members is important. It's something that we, we look for. We, you know, we're not necessarily going to agree with you, but we're always willing to listen and to hear your side of the story, whatever it may be. Sometimes we will agree. Sometimes we may just have to agree to disagree. But the bottom line is we can do it respectfully. We can do it with the best intentions to hear the concern. And if necessary, to chat with the administration to say, okay, what gives? You know, what happened here? And right. how can we make things better for kids? Sometimes I think it's really helpful to get that refreshing new perspective and I think it ends up boiling down to what the true essence of teamwork is and communicating. So now I want to further ask you more about your role at Bethlehem Area School District. Overseeing such a large district of over 13,000 students, what were some of the challenges you faced in this? Well, when I was director of student services, it covered a wide range of everything from the child care program, which we have in all our schools, to the health services that we have in every school, to the discipline, K-12 discipline that we had, to at that time, and now we're talking back in 2015, 2014, our cyber school in the Bethlehem Area School District. So a lot of different opportunities. It was very eclectic. So it really challenged, every day was a challenge to go in and decide what needed to be taken care of first. You always had a plan to get things done. And mm -hmm. if you didn't get those things done during the day, you got them done after the hours. You know, you, nobody in a school punches a clock. They don't come in at a certain time and leave. So you, you'd work until the job. And I'm talking teachers. I'm talking custodians. Some people more than others, that's part of what they need to do. But the giving the, of the emotion and the time that teachers, custodians, whatever the case may be, food service workers, administrators, they're not punching a clock. They want to do what's best for the kids. And sometimes right. that takes more than an eight-hour workday or a 10-hour workday or 12-hour workday. It, you do it until the job gets done. And I think that's something that's, to me, as now a school board member, knowing that that's what we have in our district is very inspiring. And uh, I think that that was fun. So oftentimes I feel like there is almost a students and parents versus teachers and administration kind of dynamic going on. And so is there representing the education field, do you think there's any message you'd like to give to all the students and parents that you often feel is unheard for the education field? I'd say really make sure we communicate and listen. And I'm a big believer in that comment that you don't listen to respond, you listen to understand. 
because you have to understand where the other person's coming from. And a lot of times, I mean, we're talking about children and parents, and that's their most precious thing they have that's most valuable to them is their child. And they're entrusting them to us as a teacher or as an administrator or now as a school board member to the school system to do what's right for them. And when you have conversation, if it's not a very positive one, it gets emotional because the parent really wants what's best for their child. We want what's best for their child, but sometimes those things don't automatically line up. And we, we need to communicate better make sure they do line up. And I think of a puzzle where you're trying to fit that last piece in to complete it and you're just not quite getting it in the right, and all of a sudden yeah. you end up and it fits in. And you're like, great, it, it's, it's done. But until then, you struggle because you, you, maybe you try to force it and you go, this just doesn't fit here. It doesn't seem like it's going to fit. And then all of a sudden it does. But again, that's trying different things. It's moving the piece around and around until it does fit. And the hope is, is that parents and administrators and teachers and students, everyone can really find that common ground to share ideas, respect one another, try to be as understanding as possible. And again, I'll listen. It's not that I don't hear you. Sometimes I used to say this to parents. It's not that I don't hear you or don't understand you. It's just I don't agree with you. And right. we can disagree and still remain friends. Mm -hmm. We can still know that we, we both have the best interest. I think that's just something that we have to learn to, as adults, we have to learn to, to teach our children and then to grow that as best we can in, in a community. And I think Bethlehem does a good job at that. I think students often forget that teachers and the general administration have the students' best interests in heart. And so I wanted to talk for a second about the students, actually. I think COVID and generally dynamics of what's going on with my generation in particular, students are pretty divided these days. Do you think community service could be something that brings students together? Absolutely. We see it with TeamWorks in that the students in TeamWorks are from all different schools. I mean, we have private school students, we have public school students, we have parochial school students, we have all kinds of students going in the TeamWorks board. And they work together very well, and they're, they've become friends. And I think that's the really neat thing is that you're seeing people from different backgrounds, different philosophical points of view, but you're coming together for a single purpose, and that is to support other teens who are doing community service projects. So the community service of the students on the board, yes. And then the person or the student doing the community service, they're trying to marshal other forces together for the good of the community. So it, it absolutely is a great way to bring people together of different backgrounds, different schools, different communities. We have people from Allentown. We have people from Bethlehem. We have people from Whitehall and Parkland. We have people from Mayus. All these different communities that make up the greater Lehigh Valley. Yeah. And that's what we want to continue to do is have people from all over the valley and students that represent the different schools on the board. So for students in particular with the name community service, there are certain preconceived notions made that all community service entails is picking up trash from the side of the road. What do you think community service really entails that you think students should hear? That example you just gave is probably the last thing we want students doing. I mean, again, I know there are adopt the highway and you can do that. But for me, the main purpose, looking back on my time in Bethlehem for community service, the purpose, not saying it was the result, because again, some students treated it as just get it done. And then we had other students that did 50 times the number of hours they had to do. They did something that they really were passionate about. 
And that's part of the whole process of growing and becoming young adults is to find something you're passionate about that maybe doesn't give a monetary reward, but gives an emotional and a spiritual reward. And I think that's where the community service comes in. I think that's something that kids really, when they decide, what do you want to do for community service? Don't just do it to get it done. Do it to learn something. And I, I think if they do that, they'll find and ask. You know, people say, oh, I don't know where to go. What do you want to do when you, when you get out of school? Talk to somebody in that field and say, what do you know about community service in your field? It may not be in that field, but they may say, well, here's where I volunteer. And if you come and volunteer there, you're going to meet people like me who have a similar interest to you professionally. And then you can pick our brains. So mm -hmm. you may not be doing volunteer work that's directly related to your job, but you're going to meet people who then you can build a relationship with. You can use them for you know, resumes, when you put your resume out, you need letters of recommendation. I completely agree. I think community service can bring a certain personal growth that is unparalleled to any other way. Well, it was an absolute pleasure talking to you today, Dr. Donaher. I'm sure all of our listeners will now have a much better insight on all that you do for our community, as well as the simple fact that you shouldn't limit yourself to anything. I myself feel more inspired to take more initiative in my community. And so lastly, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Sid, it was a real pleasure. Thank you so much. And uh, continue the great work here at WDIY. Continue the great work at school and also at TeenWorks. We look forward to your leadership there for the remainder of your time in high school at Parkland. Thank you so much, listeners. You've been listening to Teen Connect on WDIY 88.1 FM, where we spoke to Dr. Donaher about education and the youth. We'll see you next time.